Yeah, three, two, one. We're recording. Hello, PJ. Well, hello. How are you? I'm great. Uh, recording again on a Friday afternoon here. Today, we want to talk a little bit about mandates and what that means to product design and design systems. So, whether this is a top-down mandate for adherence to the design system, usage of the design system, uh, however you want to think of it, PJ. I know this is a topic that uh, strikes you very, very dearly. <laughs> yeah, mandates, it's, it's the M word. Uh, I know that mandates are a little unpopular um, within the design systems community, but I, for some time, have had uh, perhaps an unpopular opinion that mandates are really important for design systems. And and by that, I mean that there's a, that there's a top-down, clear understanding directed to everyone else. I'm not using words correctly. There's clear communication articulation to the rest of the company as to what the design system is and how it relates to their day-to-day work. That does not mean it has to be, uh, you have to use the design system. Um, but I do think that there, there needs to be an articulation that, that leadership is invested in a system and that, uh, they understand, and have a point of view as to how that will relate to everyone's day-to-day work and how it fits within the product development life cycle. It can be somewhat unpopular. We're dealing with uh, mandates on other areas of our, of our daily life that has caused some level of, of, uh, of ire uh, among people. But I do think that without that clarity, things can get a little squirrely and people can have... Uh, mixed understandings as to what what they should be doing with the design system. Yeah, I think there's there's a clear tie to this and and governance. I like the word mandate and that concept because it does extend beyond the earlier stages of um, creating a design system. Uh, we hear a lot of podcasts and read a lot of medium articles that have talked about how, how to get started, uh, how to get buy-in, uh, how to get you know executive sponsorship for design systems, and this is sort of like the evolution of that. So, I think governance is a very scary word because governance may imply, um, like we mentioned in the past, like style police and uh, just the very strict adherence to what our teams may be outputting. Um, but to me, a mandate can be as simple as this is the team that we believe that you should engage with uh, before you uh, deliver your components or, or templates. Uh, it could also mean a mandate to uh, stop by into office hours and, and continuously work with the design system team to um, re-engage and then also trigger a contribution model. I think that that is another uh, very interesting one we could talk about in, in, the, in the future. I think the, the most important part I think for us at Disney streaming is uh, one of the apps that we had recently released last year star plus there was a mandate to use our our system as as a starting point so we already built Disney plus at this point in, in 2020 it's been uh, live it's uh, it's live in many countries we wanted to develop a general entertainment app in Latin America that was built off of Disney Plus. So we had a great starting point. So the a very simple mandate that, that was given to us was use this as a starting point and let's create different variants 
as as needed. So if you need a different uh, hero treatment, if you need a different card treatment, if you need a different video player treatment, uh, let's let's address that. Uh, but let's use what we got uh, that we've uh, tested QA'd uh, a- as a starting point. So I, I think that's the simplest, uh, probably the least uh, restrictive um, method of thinking about the mandates, I believe. Yeah, I think I think it can run the full gamut, and honestly, I think there's there's ex, there's completely reasonable rationale for mandates across that spectrum. One that I tend to advocate for is, hey, you know, just we exist. You know, the systems team exists, and we are absolutely uh, not. We don't want to force anyone to use the system, uh, but what we do need is feedback. You know, why aren't you using it? What's what is not what's not meeting your needs? We need that feedback in order to to make it to make it better. Um, mainly because if if the company is investing money in into a, a program such as design systems, they understandably want to make sure that they're reaping rewards from that. And um, if there are issues that are causing adoption fall off, we need to know that to make it better. If, if, if we're not getting that feedback, then we're just, we're either proactively trying to get that feedback, which can be challenging uh, or guessing, which is worse. And both of those things are, are a threat to, to the very exi- to the very reason why you create a design system to begin with. But I do think, you know, if you have a team of extremely junior designers, if you have a, if you have a team of um, constrained engineering, where you just don't have the cycles to build custom experiences across the entire product, I do think it's reasonable to 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 mandate usage of the design system if if the business needs dictate that and and that cannot always be the most palatable thing to hear, but but I do think there are business rationale for those sorts of things because ultimately we are here for for business. We're trying to to spend one dollar to make two. And, and so it's just trying to figure out the right fit and the right message for the company's own special circumstances. And in and, and some circles here, they, they like to call me the JR token master and certain circles. So I think <laughs> Wait, from, okay. you're going to have to explain that. What do you mean? <laughs> the JR design token master, JR oh, token, oh, you know, oh, geez. Dad, design dad joke. That's, joke. that is, uh, that is a dad joke for sure. There you go. Um, well done. Well done. I believe it doesn't have to be mandated, uh, from, uh, always a template level. I think that we need to be, you know, honest and support bespoke and net new experiences. Um, one thing that we want to make sure that we are very upfront about is the design system isn't here to uh, inhibit your creativity and inhibit your ability to create new experiences. It's merely here to help you scale. uh, And it's here to help you contribute to creating, uh, adding something to the canon of the design system to let uh, your friend and partner utilize this somewhere down the road. So this could be as simple as maybe for, like you mentioned, the junior designer, we need to mandate the usage at the most atomic level and adhere to the type ramp that we've already um, yeah. negotiated with um, our our design team and our engineering team. At this point, for three years now, we've been working on this type ramp and we've been working on this color ramp for, for, for quite a bit. We've been involving it, but engineering would love us to adhere, adhere to that um, 
unless there is a specific case otherwise, uh, much like localization concerns or a support yeah. of a new typeface in a different language, a different region, that sort of thing. And if I put my front-end engineer hat on, that's what they, they ask us about the most, that they, they, they want consistency in the design token layer. Uh, they want consistency in spacing. The, the patterns themselves, you know, they, they can be somewhat bespoke, but we do, on, on Disney anyways, we have a lot of repeating patterns, in, including like um, shelves or carousels, tiles, that sort of thing. There, there's extreme, there should be extreme consistency on that. And we need to create a very compelling reason to break that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, we're we're not even remotely at this point yet, but our, our goal with our design system is I think the term we use is to, you know, make manifest the Pinterest point of view on on what an ex, what a Pinterest experience should look like. And so to a certain extent, and this is also maybe not always a, a popular um, opinion, but we're not we are definitely not here to stifle creativity. If that creativity is in the best interest of of the customer of the user. If it's not, if if those if if a, if something of experience is designed that is anathema or conflicts with with what we consider to be, and by we I mean the company considers to be the ideal experience for for a Pinterest user, then I do think it's worth bringing that up and and to try to dig into why you know, what is the rationale for creating this custom experience that may not necessarily be aligned with our principles and our standards. So that's, you know, that's not always the most comfortable conversation in the world, but I, but I do think that's one of the values of a design system is it starts to articulate explicitly what we think the ideal experiences, maybe not always at the surface level, but at the component level, at the micro interaction level, um, to at least have that conversation and and act as the almost like the control environment for trying something different. It, it should not be used uh, maliciously or to stifle creativity, but I do think it can help act as a foundation for a conversation as to why why are you doing this? You know, how is this going to benefit the customer? Should we change our standards? Should we change our system if we think that this is better? Uh, but at least have that conversation to come to some point of view. Yeah, I found I found some pretty good insights googling design system mandates. If you Google, <laughs> you'll find PJ's blog post about yeah. it. And I think one thing that we don't talk as much about in terms of design systems, and I think mandates was part of this 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 piece, but the community and the communication aspect of this. So I wanted to dig into. How do you, for lack of a better term, how do you enable and enforce mandates across design and engineering? At Pinterest, what we're what we're trying to do is just is is not mandate usage, but just start to develop a relationship where once we are a little bit more mature, We'd like this to be the starting point, and if it ain't working, great. How is it not working? It's it's not a matter of whether you use it or not. It's more of hey, if you're not using it, what what is causing that so we can improve? But without that feedback, if we're just if we're just ignored, if we're just out of the loop uh, in the product development process, we're never going to improve. So if we can be a, a part of that 
of that group and get that constant feedback, we'll get there eventually. And we'll, we'll be able to make, we'll be able to improve the system to the point where we don't need mandates for usage because it's just the ideal solution for engineers and designers. So that's the way I've been personally looking at it less about, Hey, you need to use this uh, and more about, Hey, let's just work together um, and tell us how it's not working so we can, so we can make it useful in the future. Yeah, I've been thinking about how you might ask me this question for a, a few days now. And we're in an interesting spot from a maturity level where we've built in some pretty good alignment on usage of the system. So all of the Disney streaming designers that have worked on Disney Plus have a pretty good understanding that this is where, where you start. Um, and, and this is, ironically, this is where you... Um, and as well, this is like we we are a, a unique team that helps facilitate design delivery as well. So, in in the best interest of engineering, they're looking for mandates on adherence to the design language. I think it, it becomes much more um, loose and ambiguous when it becomes uh, net new components versus templates. They're they're looking at a very foundational level that they need to make sure that we we adhere to the design language that you know we've been we've been working yeah, on and yeah. that has been vetted and and lives in in code. So that's the lowest common denominator for them. And then they sort of go down the line just to ensure that we've been uh, involved as a design system team. And one one term that I am also very uh, a, a little dodgy on is the word tollgate. Tollgate. I haven't heard that term before. Yeah, because it 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 could be perceived in a very uh, poor fashion. So, I would imagine a branch review or code review is a toolkit. Ah, uh, got it. Yeah, yeah. Got and it. back to like our our branching episode, there would never be a world where you could branch code and just merge it without code review. That yeah, that yeah, that's not realistic, right? Um, yeah. It, yeah. And we should treat the system in, in that fashion as well. We should treat it with the same integrity and the same respect. So everything in the design language and everything in the system that lives there today has been, you know, like like the Sierra Nevada logo. It's been uh, argued upon for many, many years. Wait, uh, what? I, wait, the Sierra Nevada logo has been yeah, argued if you, upon? If you look on the, the cans of, I don't have one. In front uh-huh. of me. But if you look at a can of Sierra Nevada, like their slogan is that uh, this, uh, it's been argued upon for many years. Like this, let me, I had, let me look it up here. I had no idea. I had no idea. I'm learning so much. Family today. owned, family owned, operated, and argued over. So, so there we go. Yeah, like these these decisions that we make um, are not trivial in in the design system, and we've yeah we've we've taken them. To hell and back. <laughs> we've taken them to the product. We've been yeah. rejected. We've taken them to design. They've been rejected. We've redone stuff nth number of times. We've taken them into engineering. We've got the stuff built. And then by that time, we got to redo it all again. Uh, but it's all of all of our decisions are completely intentional. So how how do you how would you even act as a toll gate at a moderately sized company? All I can think of is just you're going to be a massive bottleneck unless you have a real tight running ship in terms of how you review, given just how much ships on a day-to-day basis. How would you even do that? I mean, I don't, I don't think that there's that much stuff that goes into intake on a, on a week-to-week basis. Like there's any number of um, 
I'm going to give you a ballpark of the amount of like product designs or, you know, components or templates. It could be anywhere from three. It could be 10. Oh. Uh, it's okay. not it's not a great amount on a week to week basis like obviously if we're in this uh, waterfall method like no this is not tenable whatsoever but this is our discussion on how we've evolved our team from you know production designers and people maintaining the system whole like in in isolation to becoming a centralized horizontal team supporting other product design teams so as long as we get in and knowing that there's a mandate to use the system. Very early on, we would meet with designers in the discovery phase. And this is also like another point of contention because designers may not want to talk to us when they're just uh, ideating and discovering. But we we do want to point you in the right direction, give you a starting point, like you said. So we meet with them and we see what gaps may be may be there. So if if they if there's immediate if there's an immediate gap that the designer has outlined we would then be able to spin up a variant for them to support this gap. And over, over the course of a few weeks, hopefully yeah. we could uh, roll that, roll that back into the system as a contribution. Yeah. And that's toll gate number one, I would say somewhere okay. in the middle would be after they've gotten uh, product alignment, uh, then to meet again, just to make sure that everything is working as functioned. And this is more of a, um, trying to bring the contribution in um, and shepherding that um, for for usage for for others like uh, shortly in the in the future the last toll gate I would say is that we uh, either branch review you bring you bring your work through office hours and uh, we check the final deliverable to ensure that um, this is this could also be seen as like a linting process too is like we make yeah, sure that everything yeah. is aligned and meets the Disney design language. Yeah, that's uh, that is quite different than than how we roll. I think just due to the sheer number of of the designs that ship, and I am hyper allergic to being a blocker or our team being a blocker. Uh, so, so we <laughs> we don't we don't necessarily go that route. I think you know what we're trying. What I'm trying to do mentally, and I'm you know I take furious notes. Is take is just literally take note of these things when they pop up and say, "Hey, all right, we don't have a solution for you. Go make the magic happen. Do you do you, and let's loop back down the road and see if we can uh, iterate on this down the road." But that's that's I think going back to the the beginning topic of you know every mandate is different for every company. That's probably a you know a bridge too far. For, for Pinterest just due to how the day-to-day works. But that's what's fun about it, right? Like you know, one one process, one mandate for one company works great and not so great at another place. Yep. Yeah, I think that's that's the beauty of the, the podcast, right? And if we were in a hyper growth startup and we're turning out screens and Thinking outside of like you know the components and templates, but just churning out screens and churning out um, things to test, this yeah. this may not work. But we we could always um, be tapped to to review branch review. Um, it's it's so easy to tap someone for help that I I don't find I don't find the bottleneck excuse to be um, all that relevant. I, it's it's a really easy one to 
sort of pin on us uh, from design systems. Yeah. Uh, you know, we mentioned two of them today. Uh, the bottleneck. Oh, PJ, you're a bottleneck, dude. Um, I am a one perpetual is, uh, bottleneck, David. Yeah, yeah, PJ. Why are you stopping me from designing this cool interface? Well, uh, I'm, I'm Captain Buzzkill. That's why. Uh, but um, there's there's a way to work there's ways to work around it. Um, yeah. To, to loop back to when you take notes, do you treat that as like a triage mechanism and then um, spin up like a ticket to to backlog, or is this um, captured in a, in another location? Yeah, you know we are we use Jira at at Pinterest, and uh, that's typically where it will end up. Is if if it's super actionable, it will be in Jira. But I'm also not a fan of of Jira pollution. So it could also just be a, a note in my to-do list to, Hey, loop back in one to two months. And then if it is actionable, then do something about it. It may have just been an experiment that goes nowhere and not, don't need to do anything. So it really depends on, on the situation, but if it's hyper actionable, then yeah, we'll, we'll backlog it and then, and then see where it can fit in, uh, in future sprints. Um, but that's the fun thing about that's the fun thing about systems, and honestly, I think uh, the the danger, right, is is because you're developing something to work for a very small group of people, i.e., your own company. Um, what works at one place is there's a high degree of of likelihood that it ain't going to work so well at another place, and so you 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 can't just say, well, it. I did it at this other company and it worked just fine. So I'm just going to take it over to this other company and it will be great. Well, maybe, <laughs> but probably not. Um, and so you, and so that's part of the challenge is to understand how a company works, how, you know, what's the culture like, who, are the, you know, what are the, how, who are the people and what does leadership want? And then try to craft a solution, including what that mandate looks like. That's going to work for that company. Otherwise, it could be a, a square peg in a round hole. Yeah, I'll, I'll say a, a controversial statement here that is like a, a doesn't play well with the your previous thing. I love Jira. I love tracking work. I love tracking velocity. Although yeah. design system velocity is a, a little bit different because sometimes I think we we break stuff <laughs> and there's a lot of, we deal with a lot of breaking changes and we break stuff that uh, sometimes we have to fix immediately, which tanks our velocity. But I love tracking work. Yeah. I, I would say the appetite for individual contributors to track work and use Jira is extremely low. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, um, so what I, what I tell folks is I, uh, I deeply dislike Jira but I deeply like what comes out of using Jira. Uh, so Atlassian, I'm assuming you're not going to be sponsoring this podcast anytime soon. Uh, but I do not find joy. Uh, it does not spark joy for me to use Jira. However, being able to look through um, a quarter and see what we've done, track velocity, uh, be able to project out work months in advance, that's pretty awesome. And that makes conversations with leadership a hell of a lot easier because you can start projecting out all all the all the happy feel goods of of planning that you don't necessarily get if you use Google spreadsheets or uh, sticky notes or whatever other tools or solutions. 
yeah, I, I mentioned Jira only because we, we did try having a, um, when we were working with the program managers on the design side to give us a one point ticket to bring folks into a check-in. So there, there would be, we would use, uh, I mentioned the toll gates, we'd create tickets to represent the toll gates that are one point tickets that yeah. as um, designers move into different fidelities of their Kanban board, they would then get a, a design system check-in ticket. And that that worked to some success. Um, it worked for some teams, it didn't work for other teams. And I, I think it did spark greater adoption of our office hours to talk about patterns. And I think it created a, a great collaboration and it, it did showcase that there's a great interest to not uh, over-engineer something and over-design something. And there was a great interest in reusability. And yeah. this all, when I, when I think about the lowercase d design system that we had at Dizzy Plus in, in regards to component libraries and, and, and Sketch, we've been utilizing the same component libraries going on for, for three years. So we were able to, three years ago, mandate uh, and hold hold ourselves to, to a quality of that we want to make sure that our files and our components are organized in this certain way we were we would name them in a certain way we would uh, in uh, all of our uh, best interests leave it better for the next person because we we always designed trying to think about how this may be used a year down the line and if we yeah. were to think about this and think about a future Davy, designing a new component for some product, I would want to be given a a good starting point. Sure. Yeah. So next episode, we should talk about Jira. I feel like we could talk at least 30 minutes just about Jira uh, and how it's used within a design systems team. Um, That sounds like a horrible topic to listen to. Yeah. That, that our, our, listenership will tank yeah. <laughs> after we talk about tracking tools. Like, it's wait, do you literally wanna, a four-letter word. It's do you want to talk about Notion, too? Do you want to talk about... Uh, what else do you want to talk about? I don't know. I Just ignore me. I just suggest we talk about Jira, so you should not be asking me what we should be talking about, clearly. Oh, man. You, by the way, this entire time you've been holding on to a lighter... I'm Are holding you, on to a lighter. Who, yeah. who knows? It's it's a, it's a Friday afternoon. We, we live yeah, in California, so don't ask so many <laughs> questions, PJ. <laughs> All right, Davey, future arsonist. Great. Um, well, uh, this has gone off the rails really quickly, but this was a fun topic. Um, I was glad to be able to chat with you about it. Yeah, for anyone that's listening, if you have any other uh, topics, uh, feel free to... Uh, you could hit me up uh, on Twitter uh, at Cobra Dave. Uh, if you follow us on on LinkedIn, uh, just feel free to comment, and uh, we'll uh, we take any and all uh, suggestions uh, that are design system related. So thank thank you so much, PJ, for taking the time to chat again. Thank you. Have a lovely weekend.